ஒரிஜினல்ஸ்ட்ரீஸ்ட்ரீஸ்ட்ரீஸ்ட்ரீஸ்ட்ரீஸ்ட்ரீஸ்ட்ரீஸ்ட்ரீஸ்ட்ர
uh, where uh, it doesn't really make sense to have a human to do that kind of stuff. Say a reminder call for say insurance premiums, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, our agents are more, for example, contact center agents are more suited to say doing persuasion and all those kind of stuff, right? Uh, you know, whether it's an emotional connect. But in the past, a lot of these things were done by agents. But now we are seeing like adoption on such use cases where, uh, you know, a lot of these routine kind of processes, right, uh, are being replaced by conversational bots like what we do. Secondly, it's also a question of, uh, you know, how well these conversations happen, right? We always had some sort of a voice blast and stuff like that, right? But these are going to be, uh, you know, real conversations that you have in any, for example, in any Indian language, right? If there's somebody in Chennai, the bot talks to them in Chennai, in Tamil, and has an intelligent conversation with them, right? So these are uh, these are very interesting times, and we are very excited to see uh, you know the stuff that's going on. Yeah, that that's really incredible. So uh, you're saying that language translation is also uh, something which is coming up in a big way, and especially in a very complex market like India. I think it's something that's required, right? Definitely, uh, what you're saying, Pragya, is uh, definitely true. Uh, let's suppose you are a customer in Chennai, for example. Uh, the last thing you would like is somebody calling you in Hindi, right? And trying to have a conversation with you, which you don't know, right? So, and if it's, uh, that's not good for the brand that's trying to communicate to that customer, right? So, and India is all a country of so many accents, so many dialects, right? Uh, so, it's very important for to get this language piece right in the course of automation. And uh, today we have uh, probably uh, you know, from our benchmarks and benchmarks done by, you know, uh, mobile OEMs like the likes of Samsung and others. I uh, would say that our, uh, you know, like our speech and our, our, NLU, uh, you know, our engines are, you know, as good or better than some of the global giants. So uh, very proud of it, uh, obviously being an Indian. But the best part about all this are, uh, you know, the fact that uh, you know, whether it's Indian languages or global languages. So it's not just about India, right? So every part of the world has their own, uh, you know, uniqueness, right? Uh, the way a person, uh, you know, say in uh, the uh, southern states of US speaks English is again very different from a like a Yankee accent, right? So it's not, yes, it's about India, but not just about India. It's also global. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very important to get the, the language piece right. Mm-hmm. All right. And you also mentioned about persuasion, empathy, things like this. So how difficult is it to bring these kind of elements in AI? And uh, there's something called uh, sarcasm, right? Which we understand as human beings. I remember there was an, um, somebody had posted on Twitter just as a frustrating statement. Oh, thank you so-and-so airlines for uh, uh, taking me to Kolkata and putting my baggage to Hyderabad and the airlines replied uh, thank you so much we're happy to serve you because that bot couldn't understand the sarcasm behind it so probably it could just uh, match some phrases like thank you and therefore it replied with a thank you so that became uh, viral and so how do you incorporate these elements in AI? Yeah I mean that's a very interesting topic and uh, you know so it's not just about the tech Right. And in, I mean, obviously, there's an element of the technology, right, that tries to understand uh, the emotions of the sentiment, right, behind every phrase that's spoken. But there's also a lot of this linguistics that comes into play. 
it's just not like putting a you know a great tech out there and you know thinking that would work so one of the things that we do for example is work with a lot of linguists you know a lot of these linguists for example uh, you know understand colloquial speech right and it's very important to uh, work with them so that colloquially you know how best to communicate right so we do a lot of work uh, i would say uh, first is of course the technology uh, and then within the technology how you understand uh, emotions uh, on top of it uh, you know you need to work with a lot of these linguists that we do that gives us a real idea of what is really meant like uh, let's suppose a person says uh, yes does he mean a yes or does he mean a no right so so there's like uh, there's a lot of things uh, you know behind that as well <laughs> yeah. so uh, you know so uh, there's a lot of uh, you know there's a lot of ai that goes into it you a lot know of in the big sense data that as well right yeah there's a lot of modeling uh, that has to be done on you know uh, you know to understand the outcomes right and model a ai engine perhaps to say when this particular person says a yes actually it means a maybe or it means a no and not exactly like yes. is it a yes so that's the whole uh, is it yeah <laughs> yes like a confident yes okay then how how does a machine yeah. figure that out very interesting stuff so is voice also coming out in a big way because i've been hearing all these v's that some say v one v is vernacular it will come in a big way and then another v is voice so is voice also coming in a big way in ai yeah so i believe uh, voice is extremely important and uh, definitely a lot of work uh, in the last few years on the ai front had been on the text side like in terms of chatbots and so on and so forth we are fundamentally a voice first company we also do uh, you know all the other channels automation but we are a voice first company and we feel that that is really the most natural form of communication right when you and i communicate we are communicating by voice i'm not typing something and communicating yeah yeah so why should it be very different from machines right when you communicate with machines it should be where you are natural right and uh, it should be in your own language it shouldn't be like you're constrained uh, the words you use right so those are uh, i would say both uh, the opportunities and challenges in the voice space uh which we think are here to stay right and this is the evolution every earlier companies used to have an ai strategy right now within that now a lot of companies are saying that hey what's your voice strategy right so we need to have a voice ai strategy is what all companies are now thinking about mm-hmm. and what can we do to uh, you know use this to enhance uh, our brands and the way we interact with our customers Mm-hmm. so then when you talk about voice uh what are the considerations that you take so should the customer service voice be a male voice for a female audience or how should it be or should it be uh just to create that diversity factor or or what kind of age factor should it be i mean i'm sure there will be such considerations right so how do you how do you go about it so you obviously know a lot about this right and uh, because i have not seen others asking this kind of questions so very uh, very good question right and uh, again it depends on uh, the use case right and that's this is what i talked about you know uh, why it's not just about the technology so let's suppose you have a bot for example on the other side right uh, let's suppose it's a push use case right you want to push the customer to do a certain activity remind them on some action say a 
insurance policy reminder or a loan payment reminder then you take into element bunch of these things right like the what is the demographic profile of the you know the customer and based on it what is your use case right and then again look at what voice should be used wow so for example if it's like a, a let's say a lead qualification use case then the whole thing changes i mean here you're trying to sell something here yeah so it you have to make sure you have the right uh, i would say the profile of the voice that is going to appeal to the customer to buy or that particular product so again it depends on the use case it depends yes very good point you know when you talk about you know should we have a female it's not only about you know the male or the female again the age right and what kind of voice they have do they have a aggressive voice do they have a soft voice all these are very important decisions uh you know this is what i call the new seo in the you know old days you know people used to design websites right right and you know make sure they put the right words in it so that google finds them absolutely right so that you sell better and uh, today i feel with voice interface coming in all these factors are important right the kind of voice you use the words you use the length of the sentences that you use uh now a lot of these uh, the information about this was in the heads of many of the expert call center agents if i can say right they would know what to do in particular cases and now the machines have to adapt and try to get better because they are again tireless and non fatigued and you know obviously they can do a lot of these things so yeah. very interesting question uh, you know and uh, very close to my heart and a uh, <laughs> lot of work that we do uh, all of work that we do today in this respect because uh, like you correctly said is not just uh, not just a technology but you know how do you make it appealing absolutely and especially in today's world right where there's so much of information symmetry where uh, consumers know as much as brands know consumers nowadays are shamelessly just bashing <laughs> brands left right and center it was not the case uh, let's say some 20 years ago where there was okay one side communication from brands earlier it was more like a branding sort of an exercise that used to happen from the brands end but now it's it's like consumers are very much participating in uh, creating products or creating brands so uh, while you spoke about users uh, demographics do you also take into consideration certain psychographics to create those use cases yeah yeah definitely it's a bunch of these things just look at it this way right it's all about cx you know you need to understand uh, not only uh, who are your customers what are their behaviors and what are their affinities right so in many of the cases we may not have all this data right uh, but what really matters is again the use case right and uh, you know the kind of ai models that or the data that you can process to you know come up with uh, i would say the right answers or the right ways to talk to people but very important like you said it's not just about automation it's not about you know understanding customers or analytics this the customer experience is very important like you said right and uh, that i think is a very important factor so it, is, it should not be one versus the other right mm-hmm. so it's not a question right. of saying uh, it you know i have automated they have automated this stuff uh, you know uh, but the you know the customer experience is bad it's okay it doesn't work that way right i mean it has to work together Absolutely. right and it's yeah. very important yeah so uh, do you think there are certain sectors who have uh, more affinity 
for uh, a, a conversational ai in the customer service space uh, i'm sure tech uh, brands and and tech is coming up in a huge way it could be ed tech could be food tech could be any other uh, product tech companies i'm sure they will have an affinity but there are other sectors uh, i think travel and tourism should also be one of them though it's going through a very bad phase right now but then do you think there are some other sectors which have an affinity towards these kind of uh, services yeah yeah i mean and we get surprised every day right uh, the companies that we least expect to embark on this journey we often sometimes we see that they are the first they are typically uncluttered right so mm-hmm. if you look at say uh, you know like we work with like logistics companies right we work mm-hmm. with uh, companies across the sector right uh, b2b companies right and uh, you would not think that uh, you know these are the sort of companies who would be embarking on this sort of exercise so we are getting surprised every day right of course i would say the uh, usual suspects are the banking and finance kind of companies the oh, yeah. you know a lot of customers uh, you know, required yes e-commerce like you correctly said logistics Mm-hmm. uh but like i said we are getting surprised by uh, even within these right with the, even if you take just take these sectors mm-hmm. uh, we are getting more and more surprised by uh, the interest that we are seeing from companies whom we thought were traditional right or uh, you know mm-hmm. uh, would not yeah. really embark on this journey right so mm-hmm. for example uh, even if you look at the us right when we work with customers there we seeing uh, you know a new kind of use cases coming in right and uh, it's kind of surprising sometimes that old school uh, what we think are old school companies are embarking on uh, you know some of these journeys incredible so you touched upon the global landscape uh, a bit but can you elaborate more on that like how is india doing vis-a-vis the globe uh, and where is dani positioned uh, first and foremost i think from a tech standpoint i think we are there uh, you know like we have uh, a tech that works uh, we can work in any market of the world right uh, across voice as well as uh, you know text kind of technologies for automation and analytics right from a customer uh, you know engagement standpoint uh, it again uh, it depends on the use cases right i mean yes there is acceptance in india there is acceptance across the world but the use cases that you need to look at have to be very localized now if you look at it from a very india perspective you look at what are the problems in industry today mm-hmm. right and then you try to go ahead and solve it uh, if you're looking at the united states you look at uh, you no know, traditionally where are those problems but across the world uh, we are seeing a greater adoption of voice based uh, automation services mm-hmm. right so a lot of people did uh, for example chatbots in the last few years right? right right now for example my uh, my son is in 12th grade and he can actually write a chatbot so it's uh, you now it's become a pretty much a commodity right so uh, you know so but what uh, what we think is very special is voice because there's like even some of those things that you talked about earlier right so one part is the tech one part is how you understand people how you adapt the tech incorporate linguistics and other things into it uh, so that you provide a great uh, i would say automation or analytics experience but also at the same time uh, provide great cx so that the customers are happy with uh, you know uh, the kind of solutions that you provide 
Okay, so what are the trends going to be in the future? Uh, let's say five years, ten years down the line. Yeah, that's an interesting question, uh, Pragya. So mm-hmm. first and foremost, a uh, lot of stuff that we are doing today uh, is you know how we interact, how the brands interact with customers, right, and helping that journey. But uh, what we're going to see in the future is a lot of very exciting stuff, right? Uh, for example, uh, we're just embarking on the start of conversational commerce, right? Uh, you know that's going to be something really interesting. Uh, you know where you're going to actually be able to talk and you know buy products like we do in the real world. And moving forward, if you uh, look at stuff, uh, you know uh, even from uh, interaction with the offline world, right? Uh, for example, uh, sounds a little, uh, I guess, from a science fiction world, but you're probably going to have holograms who talk to you, uh, you know, at storefronts and, uh, you know, stuff like that. We already started doing some of these things. For example, uh, we have something, a very interesting product on voice cloning, right? So, for example, our products are such that, uh, you know, the voice that our bots give out can be in the voice of, for example, any celebrity or any avatar that you would like to have, right? Incredible. So, uh, yeah. So, and these things that we, it's already here, right? Mm-hmm. And the technology is here uh, and we have developed a lot of this stuff and are at the forefront. But we are going to see in the future, a lot of these uh, technologies coming out in the real world. Uh, the post-COVID environment, especially, we're going to have, uh, you know, obviously we're going to go back to visiting stores, and you're going to see that experience also being uh, influenced in a big way by uh, conversational commerce, if I can put it that way, right? Mm-hmm. So, and it's going to be very exciting times. You're going to see synthetic bodies. You're going to be, you know, that are going to have conversations with you. It's the kind of applications that we are going to see are going to be incredible, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like, for example, if you have a, for example, for children, right? Uh, for them to interact to these avatars, right? Who will actually talk back to them is going to be incredible. Right? Mm-hmm. If you look, again look at it from a, a senior's perspective, you're going to have, uh, you know, folks above 60 again who'd love to have conversation. Absolutely. Right? Okay. And, actually, and good from a good. mental health perspective as well, just to kill Perfect. the loneliness, right? And which is something yes. which is prevalent so much in these uh, gloomy times, so to say. Yes. So, so there's going to be a lot of applications, like you correctly pointed out. It's going to be, uh, you know, the whole world is going to change through conversational AI. And uh, we are going to be very surprised with the world that we will see, say, post five to six years. Wow. Just that we need to ensure that we, we stay till then. <laughs> Considering uh-huh. the havoc that uh, COVID has created. Uh, so, on a personal note, if I were to ask you, let's say, uh, if someone uh, as young as your son is to ask you, okay, I want to become the next Ganesh Gopalan, what would your advice be? Well, I would uh, ask him to raise his sights firstly. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and uh, most of the, I would say, unicorns have uh, CEOs in their early 30s or uh, late 20s or in early 20s sometimes. So, I think... Uh, it has to be done much earlier. Uh, so I would first ask him to raise his sights and look a higher because I think uh, the opportunities in the market today are uh, amazing. And secondly, as you know, a lot of Indians have the confidence today that you know they can compete and win against the best in the world. 
So I I do think that such a huge opportunity for the people uh, who will graduate in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Right. So any uh, last thoughts, any leadership lesson that you would like to share for our listeners? Well, uh, I think nothing in particular. I guess you know. I think it's just uh, some of the things that you learn. The one thing I would say that uh, when you're an entrepreneur, you may have years of experience and you may think you know a lot. But I have to say that uh, you don't know much, right? It the, makes you very uh, humble. It makes you, yeah. It, it uh, teaches you that you know, uh, basically, you know nothing. So, <laughs> so it's like I think four years of four years of entrepreneurship have probably been equivalent to, uh, or um, probably much more than the you know twenty or twenty five years of uh, corporate experience that I had. Oh, wow. So I guess uh, it teaches you a lot about life. It teaches right. you a lot about. you know i would say uh, how to work with people how to interact with people and uh, i think it's uh, it's a great experience uh, so i would uh, you know definitely uh, you know uh, ask people to uh, you know consider entrepreneurship uh, you know as an option thank you so much uh, ganesh it was such a pleasure to talk to you and i wish you all the best uh, for your journey ahead and for gnani as well thank you pragya thanks so much for having me So if you have any feedback or would like to feature in HT Smartcast leadership lessons you can ping me at the rate Pragya Gulati on LinkedIn you can also write to us at the rate HT Smartcast HT Smartcast is present across social media platforms including Facebook Twitter Instagram YouTube and LinkedIn for more such podcasts go to htsmartcast.com thank you This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast.